It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Husker, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your hockey oasis located in a Nebraska desert. I got to be honest with you, boys. I don't want to step within 100 yards of a college football locker room right now, especially in the state of Illinois. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it's it's not pretty. We're laughing, but, man, it's just it's crazy. Like, it always works out that, like, there's one guy that's brave enough to come out and – and complain that something happened and then the floodgates open. And if you haven't heard, which you probably have to be living under a rock at this point, that Pat Fitzgerald has been relieved of his duties as the university of Northwestern head football coach. Um, is it university of Northwestern and Northwestern university, Northwestern university, Northwestern university. Okay. Well, sorry about that. Um, be a little better and I won't butcher your name. Um, anyway, the, uh, Northwestern Wildcats will be looking for a new football coach. And I just wanted to see, do any of you guys know what the definition, the true definition of hazing is? Cause I, I was a little interested to see it. <laughs> I did see it, but I can't remember. It is defined as any action taken to produce mental, physical, or emotional discomfort, uh, servitude, degradation, embarrassment, harassment, or ridicule for the purpose of initiation into affiliation with or admission to um, yeah, can, for continued membership in a group team or organization, regardless of an individual's willingness to participate. So um, sounds a little bit like what Travis does to us on this podcast every week. But <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to see what you guys were going to dig into the things that happen. And I'm going to bring up one instance and then, I just want to get your guys' take on it. And then at the end of this, we're going to circle back and talk about, and I know Travis has some stories and you know the rest of you might, but I think everyone has experienced a little bit of form of hazing, especially if you played sports or, or were in a fraternity or something like that. Sounds like some are a lot worse than others, but um, what, what they called this at Northwestern, they dubbed it running, which was they used it to punish team members, mostly freshmen, for mistakes that they made on the field or in practice. So if a player was selected for running, uh, the player spoke. Uh, the player that um, spoke to the press said that they would be restrained by eight to ten upperclassmen dressed in various uh, masks like that they wore in the movie The Purge, which are scarier than hell. Um, and they would begin to dry hump the victim in a dark locker room. 
I that sounds awful. Like I would have nightmares from that. Like, why the hell would you want to do that? Like, what enjoyment do you get out of that? Um, and then they went on to say the player, uh, this other player said that uh, the tradition was especially common during uh, in camp during Thanksgiving and Christmas, which, um, wow, that really brings out the holiday spirit. Um, he said the team called it runs giving or runs miss, which sounds like you ate something bad at Thanksgiving or Christmas and you're making lots of trips to the bathroom. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's runs miss every day whenever I go to runs up that cabbage. Um, and it's it's done under the smoke and mirror of oh this team is bonding but go ahead do this abuse the player said they'd clap their hands in practice to signify that running that was the signifying that running was needed and that the player had messed up and the uh, coach Fitz would acknowledge it and encourage it uh, to create an environment to push the guys not to make mistakes anymore. Um, there is some extra things that um kind of had come up here too. Yeah. I digging it was just like more and more stuff. And my daughter was like, What happened at Northwestern? I'm like, um, I don't want to tell you because it's it's bad. Just know that it's bad and move on. But um there was additional sanctions against the team at one point. Um, there was an extra person hired. Um, so they knew about this going into it. This is like smells not to the extent but a little bit like what happened at Penn state trying to keep stuff in house. The university hired somebody to monitor the locker room all the time to make sure stuff like this didn't happen. Um, and it really sounded like it happened a lot at their training camp in Kenosha. So I'm going to start with you, Travis, cause um, you've got a little bit of experience with, you know, not necessarily this, but um, just hazing in general. And I know you've read up on it and, um, like I said, I always say you partnered really closely with our research team here and tell it, tell us a little bit about uh, what you, what you've heard, what you've read and um, just what inf information you've obtained. Well, you know, I think that from what I've a little bit, I've read and what I've seen, I think some of this hazing stuff probably goes back to when Fitzgerald was a player at Northwestern. I, I don't know if tradition is the right word. I don't know if, the, the the bondage or bonding or whatever it was that they're doing. I mean, it's just like really. I, I mean, you know, when I was in the Navy, we're in the squad in my squadron in general quarters. You know, for somebody's birthday, we just tape them up and you know light light them on fire with alcohol to celebrate happy birthday with them. I mean, that that was Dave. Wow. Hazy. Yeah. Well, that wasn't Log Day. I'll tell you about that later. But uh, you. you know, but uh, yeah, the the hazing, yeah, the the dry hump. I don't get that. You know, the part I heard a little bit today, then the baseball team got brought to this too. Don't forget about the Northwestern baseball team, and they're terrible, and they got 15 transfers. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're talking about the, you know, kind of the, I hate to say it, kind of crystal deal, you know, the racial overtones about, hey, you know, certain players, um, a couple of Latinos, a couple of black people were told, you know, you need to cut your hair because this is the wildcat way. So, I, you know, I, I think there's some overtones and I don't know if I want to call it the old school or old school way of doing it, but it's just in 2023 with cameras in a journalism school and you're, you're one in eight in the last two years in the big 10 conference, shit like that probably shouldn't happen. If you want to stay a football coach, just, I don't know how else you put it. Well, okay. So we're going to talk about, 
something else that was going on in the shower, Kyle. Um, all the freshman centers and quarterback. Um, if you're a freshman quarterback or center, you had to go up to each other naked there in the shower and take a snap from under center from them in the shower. Now, he's a kicker. He don't have to get that close. <laughs> what if you're holder, Kyle, and you had to do this in the locker room? Like, this is the most messed up stuff. I don't even get, like, I tried to put myself in their shoes and be like, oh, if I was in college, I could see that would be funny. This is like, this just sounds disgusting. <laughs> Kyle, what, what are your thoughts on, on hearing that? And I, I think I could go with a uh, guess here that you probably would not participate <clears throat> in something like that. Let me, well, let me start by saying that I never personally experienced anything like that. Uh, our shower room was, I mean, there's, there's shenanigans, you know, like, but there's nothing like that. Uh, first off, well, actually, secondly, um, what we would do is we had uh, dial soap pump stations. And this okay. went for us. You could do this to anybody. And obviously, freshmen and underclassmen got it, the treatment the most. But what would happen is, you know, we'd come in, we'd take our towel out, we'd hang it out. Like, there's, there's 100 guys in this room showering. I mean, it's, you know, picture it. And, uh, uh, we've got nothing but these pump stations of dial soap. And it, it's the dial soap that you're supposed to only use on your hands. You know, you're not supposed yeah. to it would dry your entire <laughs> terrible stuff. But that's what we had. Um, but what would happen is as you like, you're done, you know, you, you scrub all your stuff and then you, you leave the shower, you go pick up the towel. There'd be like six or seven guys waiting with handfuls of dial soap and they would just <laughs> as, you're, <laughs> as you're walking out and it would get all over your towel and it would get on you. So you your towel would be ruined now. Okay. And then you'd have to go back and rinse off. And it just you know, some guys it just kept happening and happening. And it you know, it gets to the point where they just got the picture and they would just run out and figure it out, you know. Kyle, uh, was th- was this powder soap or gel? This is like that orange dial cheap gel that you okay. Have. That you can buy from Walmart. It came in mass quantities, and we had pump stations okay. all over the all over the locker room, all over. So the we, we used to have guys. We we'd have the cheap powdered soap that you'd have to mix with the water, uh, and so when you'd get out of the shower, guys would be sta- ha- standing there with handfuls of it, and they'd call it antiquing someone, and they would throw it at you, and you'd you'd look like you're an antique, like you're from the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean that kind of stuff was funny. I'm like, okay, yeah. touche. Except when it got in your eyes, because that crap burned. Yeah, but, but, but going back to the to, to what is actually going down, or what allegedly has been going down. I mean, gosh, man, that's 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 a whole nother level, and um, you know, I I mean, I experienced some fights some naked fights in the lock in the showers and they were true genuine like and, and and some you know we would clear the area because it's like wow there'd be a few people that would break it up but i never i never understood that too because like like look i don't care how mad you are at me i don't care how mad i am at you let's get some clothes on first you know like <laughs> yeah uh, other than that you know i my opinion on it i never experienced it but my opinion on it is that's pretty despicable i mean that's just that's pretty degrading and it blows my mind that uh, how long it was happening. Uh, and Coach Ferentz, the coaches would, would temporarily walk through and just, you know, talk to us. And I mean, it's a guy's locker room, you know, like it's, uh, I mean, 
18 to 22 year olds got to do stupid shit, but don't yeah, exactly, you know, but, but, but this, this is taking it to a whole nother level, especially when you're, I mean, if you're going to do something like that, like, gosh, it's just, yeah, I don't. this is a tough one. And the, you know, the stuff that Kyle's talking about, I think, especially football and wrestling, you know, I had friends, a lot of friends that played football and wrestled and they always had a little bit wilder stories of the locker room than what like us guys in the basketball team did. We got so like, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? So paranoid that one of the, someone's going to mess with us. Guys started showering in their swim trunks in, right. the, in the locker room. Cause we were like, what's going to happen, you know, but it never got anything as weird as that. Marty, I want to get your thoughts on this. Now, one of the other stories that came out was this, and this sounds like this mostly happened to freshmen. They blindfold a freshman and, I guess the the pathway to get into the shower was pretty narrow and they'd call it something like a helicopter and the guy would have to spin around naked and the other guys, other freshmen would have to walk through the shower with this guy spinning up and rubbing up against them as they walked into the shower. I mean, this stuff isn't even creative. It's like just sick. Um, what were your thoughts when you've heard, heard about this, Marty? Because I know I thought, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, I thought he was going to be like Joe Paterno, like at Penn State for, you know, not end bad like Joe Paterno, but be it uh, at Northwestern for like 40, 45 years and coach there forever. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I, uh, I, let me tell you, I've, I've had a couple hazings in my life experience as well. One is almost the exact same as Kyle. Only back in my day, my uh, college didn't supply any soap. We had to use our own shampoo. And soap. <laughs> <laughs> so, my other one was in high school at City High there in Iowa City. There's a statue. God, I can't even remember what the statue is of, but there's a statue on the front campus of, the, of City High, and it's a, it's a big camp. It's probably about 100 yards from uh, the building of the statue. And when we were... We, uh, it was only sophomore through senior. We were sophomore. We had to run the statue. So it kind of bugged me when I heard today they called it running. I said, ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, mine was running, but it was a whole different, uh, whole different type of hazing. Yeah, we just never, like, I, I don't know. I, I never experienced anything like this. But, if you know, if you guys have experienced things like this, shoot us a message. And we'll we'll be anonymous about it, and we can talk about it on the podcast from different stories that we've heard. Um, um, and it really sounded like too that um, they had every year the Northwestern administration would have a meeting, Kyle, where they would sit the players down from all the sports, and they would talk to them about hazing, how how it affected people mentally, and the horrible things behind it it caused people to transfer and even at some point you know has driven kids to suicide it's you know it's gotten that bad and then on the way out way out from the meetings the the upperclassmen would tell the tell the freshmen like you better keep your mouth shut or you're gonna you know it's gonna be runs giving or something like that yeah. and they were gonna be in yeah. trouble so um i don't know um what I, I'm just like at a loss for words. Cause like when this popped up, I'm like, no way, like this isn't real. And then it was just like, all of a sudden the administration was like, all right, we only suspended it for two weeks. This is too far. Kyle, how, how do you like put yourself in their shoes? You're playing for Northwestern and, or you're even a part of the administration. How do you bounce back from this, get a decent coach in there and clean up the reputation? 
I mean, it starts with the upperclassmen, you know, like they, they, I, I personally think that they, if they're going to do this, they're going to, how, I mean, how it's gone down so far, they've had the two week suspension and not even into the two weeks, they come back and they fire Pat. That tells me that, that they've been peeling back the layers and they've found more, they've found some more serious stuff, stuff that we probably will never even know about. Um, and Personally, I think that they need to just clean house. They need to they need to clean house entirely. Um, uh, I, I don't know what that looks like, um, but it falls on the upperclassmen because me personally going into a program and what I remember, I mean, you know, guys, you got to remember, I had like, you know, Dallas Clark, I had Eric Steinbach, I had, I had Robert Keller. I had a, an amazing upperclassman example uh, uh, to go by. And it surprises me that, this is happening in Northwestern, you know, given, I mean, it's Northwestern, we just, but again, it can happen to anybody. Um, I, it, makes, it makes me want to text my, my, my seal buddy, Ruben, um, who ended up, you know, playing for them and ask him about this and see, you know, what his thoughts are, but you know, yeah. I mean, uh, clean house, man, you know, you need to, you need to, you need to do what, uh, what, uh, Kind of what they did with the with Penn State. I mean, they cleaned house, right? I mean, yeah, they, yeah mm-hmm. you have to. Um, Travis, um, you know, you said you had some different situations that you've experienced. Now, I, whatever you feel like sharing, you know, publicly is, is totally up to you. But, you know, how, how did how did you handle situations like that? And other guys that you knew, like, you know, what was that like? And maybe what are some things that you had to go through with that? You know, when I was, you know, we loved a little bit in high school, but nothing like you know what? When I was in the Navy, it was never anything sexual. You know, like I said, we, we did our stuff with the squadron. I mean, we're out at sea for 90 days at a shot, and we're working 12-hour days, 12 days on, 12 days off, no weekends, no nothing. So, you know, when we do some of the stupid stuff we did in, in our, uh, you know, when we're up on general quarters, it, it, it was kind of relieving a little bit of steam. You know, we talk about get, get, we weren't going to let anybody burn up or anything, but we'd use rubbing alcohol on the canopies to wipe off the um, wipe off the canopies on the F-18s. And so just kind of one of them deals was like whoever's birthday it was, if they pouted, I mean, here's the deal. If you're in happy, good mood, but if you powder, you're crying your birthday, well, heaven forbid, you were going to get, I guess we're going to call it retribution. Right or wrong, if you look at it by today's scene, it's probably a terrible thing to do. But it was never sexual. I, nothing like the crap you hear. I mean, r- running. I mean, running naked and doing twirlies. Running the. Sh- There's no place for that. I. I. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, you can sit there and the comments being fun a little bit, but it's like it, at the end of the day, it's like whoa, it, you know. So where's the mindset of not only the football staff and the coaches, but the administration? And it, it almost sounds like that, you know, a lot of people are kind of doing a blind eye to it. You know, I see no evil, I hear no evil. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's pretty scary, you know, and it, and now there's, you know, there's some stuff today about the baseball team over there, you know. I what did mean, you hear about the baseball team, Travis? Well, well the, the baseball teams had a lot of issues with hazing and her with some hazing and harassment and, you know, people even the program and listen, Northwestern is not exactly known as a baseball school. So, you know, and if you got 17 kids looking to transfer out, you know, and here's the deal. I, you, you could be Northwestern. You could be a dumpster fire in football. You could be a dumpster fire in everything. 
I mean, you know, basically they're the Harvard of the Midwest. It's like Stanford. Yeah, yeah. You get a degree from Northwestern, even if you suck, you know, you're going to get a hell of an education. You're going to get opportunities. So if you're willing to say, I'm out of here and not put up with this, it's got to be pretty serious. You know, and if you look back to the last couple of years with what Northwestern has done on the field, you know, it could be a case to where, you know, you know, this has maybe been brewing for a while, and I, maybe this was just finally, hey, we need to make a change, and now's the time. They've got a litter situation. They've been, you know, they're coming off two champ, two Big Ten West championships in three years. Then they've lost, been one and eight the last two years in the conference. They're building up, what, $500 million stadium? Yeah, that's amazing. Do. I mean, fantastic. But this is, I mean, they're putting money, serious money into this program. They need to. Oh, they need to. But you know what? You know, if they don't want to be the doorman of the Big Ten, they have to put money in facilities. The last thing you need to do is have a ass grab and, you know, let the, let the, you know, let the inmates run the asylum football coach, right, to say it. I mean, because when that stadium opens, you need you need butts and seats, and, and nobody's going to put up with it. And here's the sad part: Pat Fitzgerald is like, I, I guess I want to say Hayden Fry to North or Hayden Fry or Chuck Long, yeah. or Bob, you know Bob Sanders to Northwestern. I mean, he was, I mean, being the the best player to come out of Northwestern. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald's probably it. Yeah, and, and it just proves that you nobody. Even him is beyond. So for him to let him go, there had like I, I agree with Kyle. There had to be some pretty damning stuff, and you know it's too bad his name. I figured he'd coach her for forty years. Figured they'd name the stadium after him. Yeah, and you know maybe he'll go to the NFL and be an assistant. But you know as we saw happen with Chris Doyle, you know once us out there, he, he's probably gonna, he's probably not going to coach. Again, anytime soon. And it's too bad because I think he's a hell of a football coach, but yeah, you know, he's gonna have to take a couple years off at least, and he'll probably end up getting like a position job maybe in the NFL, and he'll have to work his way back up from the bottom. I mean, I that's a bit coach Franchisen. I, I doubt that. <laughs> good, good one, Kyle. Yeah, that would that would be interesting. Uh, that that would definitely be interesting, but you know that that was the weird part about Northwestern football, though, was like one year they'd win the West, and then the next year they'd win one game. Like it was very up and down, very inconsistent. And Travis hit it on the head. They're essentially like the Ivy League school of the Midwest. You know, they're you know the standard bearer when it came to academics. Uh, you know, one of the best journalism schools in the country. Them, you know, and Syracuse, I think two of the top top ones. So, Marty. What if you had to guess, Marty, coming into, you know, this season over the summer, are they going to be able to keep this together or or do you think it's going to be a mass exodus of transfers? Because I know if I took the field as a Northwestern football player next season, I'd be pretty embarrassed. Yep. I I think, uh, I think uh, Northwestern program is going to be in the, in the dumps here for probably at least five years. It's going to take them a while. Most, I mean, Northwestern's not a Penn State anyway. It doesn't have that name. But yeah. for them to recover from this, I mean, I, I still think <laughs> this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think those, you know, they, they, somebody said, I think Kyle said that uh, the upperclassmen, two weeks suspension, you know, no, there's going to be criminal charges. Wait till the parents get involved. 
yeah. of, these, of these whistleblowers. Oh, and the lawyers and the attorneys, they're going to be coming out of the woodwork and this is going to explode. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I think it's going to take a while. You know, one of the things I wanted to add on to what Travis said is, you know, more than ever, and Kaya probably knows this better than, than any of us, college athletics is a business. And why would Pat Fitzgerald, who went through, played in college, now coached in college, why would he allow this to happen in a business environment? I mean, it, that's, it's professional business. Can you imagine at your work, Adam, um, all first-year employees have to go through, you know, getting dry-humped and in the office? And I mean, no. that, that's an analogy, kind of. You know, it's, it's a in college sports. I know there's teams. There's also teams in an office. So, you know, it, it's a business. And, and you got to handle it like that. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I will, I will, just to piggyback on that, um, I'll just play devil's advocate here. Like, this is just because I, I have no idea what it's like to be a head coach or be, you know, on that side of the, of the game. But, you know, regardless of, I remember actually, um, we did have a kid who ended up transferring out because he didn't like the, the, the hazing that we had. And I'm not going to call it hazing. I would, I would more call it initiation, you know, little things. And I actually was talking to Adam before the podcast started about some of the, the things that would happen. And, you know, very simple things like I would show up to I would show up for practice. And by the way, showing up late for practice in Division One football is like the worst thing possible <laughs> for a workout. Oh, my gosh. The first time I saw what happened, what Coach Doyle would, did to, would do to guys, um, I'll go ahead and tell you, he had this thing called push the wood. You either had to do push the wood or Turkish hundred Turkish get-ups with a 45-pound plate. And most guys did push the wood. There was a four-by-four four block of wood that was about – two feet long and our old lock our old gym strength conditioning facility in jacobson athletic building not the new one the old one <clears throat> was um i can't remember the dimensions but you had to do 12 laps so down and back pushing that four by four block on the rubber against the rubber floor in the bear crawl position oh hold on down and back 12 times and then do your homework then do your workout oh and my gosh first, first time I saw- that, that was if you were, I mean, you're, you're five minutes late, done. Like, that's your day is ruined. But, but but that set the tone. And that didn't happen too often. Guys were late to workouts too often. But as a freshman, I remember uh, we, uh, I would show up to, 
you know, and my, my, my locker would be blasted open and my foot locker, all my stuff was thrown in the plunge pool. This plunge pool was, you know, is a 60, 60 degree or 50 degree water that we, we'd go in after practice for recovery. All my stuff would be submerged in the bottom of it, like with yeah. weights tied to it and everything. It'd just be soaked. Pads, helmet, socks, jock, shoes, shirt, you, you name it, everything. And I would have to, and, I, and, and if I didn't get everything out, I'd be late for practice. So, like, I wasn't late for practice. I never was late for practice. Um, but I would show up, you know, and I'd have to kick footballs with waterlogged shoes, you know, like, it was just, you know, you know, things like that. And then I, I didn't tell Adam this one, but I showed up one, I showed up to practice one time and none of my stuff was in my locker. Now we had combo locks on our lockers, but you know, the other teammates knew how to get in the lockers, you know, there's a will, when there's a will, there's a way. None of my stuff was that. And, and nobody was like, you know, I remember I was, I was number one, number two, Fred Russell right next to me. I'm like, Fred, the hell's all my stuff you know he's like i i ain't telling you shit you know like one of those <laughs> yeah and uh and i look down the aisle and everyone's looking at me you know like <laughs> i'm trying to figure this stuff out I'm trying to say good. You know, and, I'm like, okay. and everyone's like getting ready to go out to practice and uh finally like i mean it's within seconds of like like if i don't get dressed now i am gonna be late and I take it back. I actually was late to one time uh, practice, but it was forgiven because all of my stuff was double-sided taped to the ceiling, which was 30 feet high. How? Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> that so, is. You know, but, but my point is, and long story short, I got all my stuff down. You know, Coach Ferencz, he was like, hey, he patted me on the back and said, hey, I get it. You know, like, they're messing with you. It doesn't count. <laughs> but, you know, there were other things, nothing sexual and no, no, no one ever got hurt. There was no ever, but you know, when you go back to the definition of the hazing that Adam talked about when we started this podcast, like if you really think about that, I mean, there's not everyone's going to have thick skin, you know, like not everyone's going to have, not everyone's going to understand what's happening. Not everyone's going to understand that like, Hey, like, look, this is a right, this is a rite of passage. This is like your entryway to the brotherhood. And yeah. there's not a lot of people out there listening to this podcast. You may or may not know about that, but like, it's an important thing, you know, where, whether you're in the military, whether you're joining a team, whatever it is, for the chess club, it doesn't matter what it is, but mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's right, but it sure made me feel good when all my buddies were patting me on the back because I did what they asked me to do. Yeah, it, it, it's really no different. You know, as in the Navy, when we left Singapore to go to the Persian Gulf, we crossed the equator, and anybody's been in the Navy or Marines, you know, you you you, you know, you end up becoming what they call a shellback because you cross the equator. Well, the whole deal through that is you got to go through poly log day or poly log day, whatever you call it. Yeah. So basically, if you're on an aircraft carrier, you know, they got probably 30% of the fleets never crossed the equator before. So, you know, basically you, you strip, well, you don't strip naked, but you, you know, you strip down the, you know, either your, just your pants or even shorts, uh, t-shirts. And basically you just go run through a bunch of crap and, you know, you might get beat with wet towels and just run through a bunch of whole nasty yeah. stuff, but it was kind of part of the ritual for the process, but you know, and, and, and that too, right? Yeah, you get ten. Well, see, yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it was now. It's nothing like it was. If you talk to the guys back in the sixties and seventies, you literally got the hell beat out of you, and that was like part of the process. So, yeah. um, you know, 
I, I think, like you said, taping your stuff to the roof. The roof I mean, that's fantastic. I, that, that's that, funny. <laughs> that, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. It, it's like me having one of my new service texts that'll work for me. You know, and I'll, and I'll have Mr. Ellie Font call, you know, call in and I'll put the phone number for the Henry Dorley Zoo in Omaha. Yeah. He won't know what it is. So he'll call the Henry Dorley Zoo looking to talk to Mr. Ellie Font. And then it, <laughs> Henry Zoo go, what the heck is this? <laughs> so so oh. funny. I talked to my father-in-law real quick, Adam. I'm sorry. I no, talk, you're fine. I talked to my father-in-law about this subject uh, just a couple, few hours ago. They came and dropped off a new bike for my daughter. I said, hey, Bill, I said, hey, you know, what kind of hazing did you experience at in Vietnam? He was in Vietnam. Okay. And he's like, he's like, in the first example that popped into his head was, you know, I'm sure he's got many, many, many more. I mean, we're talking Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's like, well, I mean, you know, the guys that didn't shower, the guys that refused to shower and just let themselves go to crap, um, we would uh, put socks and we would put soap and socks and, and beat them with sock, with, uh, you know, soap-filled socks, like what you see okay. in a full metal jacket. You yeah. tie them down and, and beat them. And I was like, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, he's like, it was it was the thing. It's what we did. And uh, they showered. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how that works. Uh, yeah, yeah, some people learn lessons. Again, the military is a completely different thing. You know? It, it, it is, but I've been telling you, today, today, today's military, that none of that stuff was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a transfer portal now, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's called yeah. Transfer, transfer to Leavenworth is what yeah. it is. So uh, I can't believe none of the guys that like went through this just were like, F this, I'm out, I'm transferring. I like, think that some of that was happening. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, the, the one thing I will say, yeah. you know, and you talk about it, and, and Marty talked about this three or five years. You know, you take a look at Art Bryles and Baylor. Now, Baylor's private school, Texas, they had their whole sexual assault deal, got real ugly, you know, and of, and of course, you know, they, they fired him. I mean, shoot, you walk into the McLean Stadium down there in 2015, and all they got pictures of Bryles and all the stuff that they'd done because they'd been a doormat for 30 years. Yeah. And they couldn't find out this guy's harboring offender, you know, sexual offenders. They got rid of him. Of course, they brought, you know, in Matt Rule and whatever, and they turned the program around at three years, you know. So now, is is Northwestern got the athletes that they do in Texas? I don't know. Illinois got a lot of athletes, but not a lot of them are going to Northwestern. But do I think Northwestern will be terrible this year? Do I think they'll be a do I think they'll be terrible this year? Yes. Do I think they'll have anybody at Big Ten days this year? I want it. Why? Pay the fine. And I would have anybody there. What are you going to What are you going to say if you send student athletes or an interim coach? There's nothing to say at this point. Yeah. You know, they, they just need to worry about their football season. But 2023 with the portal, with what they're doing with the stadium and stuff, if they can find that guy who wants to come in. I won't say turn it around. Well, I suppose turn it around at this point, but can clean house and bring in character guys. I, gu- I guarantee there's a stand down happening right now, Travis. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, this moment right now, there is a there's there is a stop ship stand down, like like no shit. Let's get everything together, and whatever's left uh, after this stand down and hot wash, whatever they're whatever they're doing, uh, however they figure this out. I, I think predicting what Northwestern is do, going to be doing next season is is kind of tough to, because um, there have been. I mean, didn't Penn State do really well? 
after the whole uh, scandal? A couple of years, not the year at right year after, but a couple of years after mm-hmm. when they it took him a couple of years, but yeah, yeah, they did all right. O'Brien I, O'Brien bounced him back real quick. Yeah, I just you know this is the this is the, the softer side of me talking here. I just hope that whatever's left after all the dust settles, I hope that they, you know, the right people will will be on the bus and will steer it in the right direction. Because I you know yeah. we're talking about. Iowa versus Northwestern, of course. Like I want them to whoop their butts every single year. But these are kids that we're talking about that yeah. are have these committed. are future leaders. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just, I just hope that that whatever's going on there, they figure it out and um, you know get the right people on the bus moving forward. Marty, what were you going to say? How many players did Northwestern get in the transfer portal this year? Not very many. I, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm thinking. <clears throat> I'm thinking the uh, NCAA will probably waive that rule on transfer. The second time you transfer, then you have to sit out a year. Yeah. Uh, I'll bet they'll waive it for any uh, Northwestern players that came in to Northwestern via the portal. Do you, Marty, do you think they're keep, they can keep anybody from the staff? Are they going to be able to hire and have an interim coach this year, or are they going to have to bring in somebody completely from the outside? They're going to have to bring in somebody from the outside, I think. I think they gotta, they're going to have to get uh, a, a decent-named coach, pay him. You're going to have to pay him. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think Marty, Marty yeah. froze up. Oh. So, uh, I did? Yeah. Marty, you're freezing up a little bit, buddy. Listen, buddy. The, they, they haven't had a lot. I mean, they've had the, they had the one kid from uh, Michigan and went to Northwestern. Uh, they had a quarterback for Cincinnati, went to Northwestern, and then they've had one, two uh, kids that left Northwestern. I mean, they've got about 10 people that have been in and out. This is since the end of football season. So they haven't had. She's <coughs> Yeah, there you go. Bless you. <coughs> oh, God. Oh. Hey, hey, yep. All right. Well, let's move on to just briefly a topic. Um, he just refuses to die, Bob Huggins. At West Virginia, Travis, I know you've done a little bit of uh, reading on him. You know, tell everybody because everybody thought he resigned, but he was out. Apparently, he didn't. Apparently, he checked himself into rehab, and uh, univer- uh, West Virginia University said, "Hey, um, he he he's resigning," and he never agreed to resign. And there's a whole lawsuit that's going to be happening. Travis, what have you heard about this? Well, basically, what you said is, yeah, he did resign. He checked Maria. His wife probably said he resigned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, you know what? This comes down to money at this point. I'm sure what he's saying is, you know, this was not grounds to get a pay. But you know, when you get busted for your what second or third OWI. Guy's damn near 70 years old. And listen, nothing against age. Don't get me wrong with that. But, you know, he's, you know, I mean, he's right. It's a different different thing. But, you know, is, you know, being a habitual drunk driver any better than doing what Pat Fitzgerald did? I mean, you know, I hate to say this, you know, and listen, I'm I'm drinking my swarm beer tonight, among other things. So uh, I had to to throw that in there. Uh, You know, you know, drunk drivers kill people, you know, and this is busted for third, second, third OWI. And, you know, I, listen, I've had one or two and gotten on the road and probably shouldn't have, and my wife will yell at me, but you gotta, you gotta be, you can't be out getting slosh and then being out on a 2.2.5 2. 
alcohol content or whatever and expect to keep your job. I can tell you with where my business, you get you get you show up with that, you better be hiring a driver to haul your ass around and run service calls because you know that's how it is. I, I mean, it plus you're teaching young kids, you know, how, how I, I there's just so many issues to me, it's not any better. And then for him to come back after the fact, once they moved on, they've lost Joe Toussaint, they lost another kid, I think, to North Carolina. Yeah, uh, there's nothing good. So, this is money. I think he's just trying to get one last check out of it. And at this point, he might go in the TV, but heck, ESPN's firing everybody. So, uh, yeah, he's probably have to go work at Fox because <laughs> you know, it won't have a job. But yeah, I I don't know. It, it's it's a terrible look for Bob Huggins. West Virginia sounds like they're going to fight it. And I, I, I would imagine by the laws and by his contract, it's probably pretty cut and dried that, you know, it, it's how do I want to, insubordination is usually one that doesn't cover anybody else. And I would guess that one probably falls in line with that. But I'm not a, I'm not an employee or employer attorney. I just, that would be my guess. Well, Old Huggy Bear, that's uh, going through some rough times. Hopefully, he gets everything you know wrapped up and taken care of. But you can only get away with stuff like that, you know, so many times before the university is going to say they've had enough. So, um, we're going to close out here with a lot of people's favorite segment of the show. It's rapidly gaining popularity. It's about a tr- tropical land. Oh, hold on, we got old Marty. Are you wanting to get in here and say something? A new sponsor, um, is it? <laughs> this one's not. This one is not a new sponsor. It's a. Oh, that's good. It's I, I was hoping to talk about Caitlin Clark at the John Deere Classic last week. Come on now. I'm. Hey, we might be getting to that yet. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna talk real quick though about it's a majestic land located right in the state of Iowa, right on the western edge. Some people call it Beverly Bluffs, <laughs> but it is this week in Beverly Bluffs with CB Travis oh, with uh, the newest uh, happenings in the town of Council. You, you know what? There's a lot of people that do not know how to drive the right direction on the interstates here in Council Bluffs. That's all I'm going to say. Both of them have Nebraska plates. I'm just going to throw that out there. But uh, oh, let me find this here. I, let's see here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, between that and stealing shopping carts at Council Bluffs, you know, listen, Walmart, <laughs> Sam's, Target, they pay good money for them sh- shopping carts. You, you know, if, if you're going to borrow them, please return them. You, you know, it's just, it, it's it's an epidemic between that people driving the wrong way in town. It's it's terrible. So You got people going the wrong way there in CB? Oh, it's terrible. Like three times, three in the last four days. I mean, it's crazy reading the interstate. It's like some guy went backwards in the interstate. That or they don't know how to use the brakes. I mean, it's. I know there's road construction here, but we're not in Illinois, okay? We're, we're not in Kyle's territory. We know they don't know how to drive in Illinois. Well, I, I mean, that's a good yeah, In Illinois, I mean, we pay money for tollways, and that money just goes, like, the roads are great, but then, like, they have to spend the money, so they just break up the roads. To rebuild the roads that were already perfect. Uh, hey Travis, you know, man, Council Bluffs has a very, very soft spot in my heart. I know it does. I spent about uh, five years of my life there, and I, I probably tell more stories about those five years of my life to, to anybody I talk to. 
yeah. So many good memories. I love Council Bluffs. Now. Was that, that where Co- Coach Doyle threatened to send you back to the meth labs at Council Bluffs if you didn't get it together? <laughs> hey, <laughs> now, those are red. Yeah. Those are red up. Get it right. Just, yeah, yeah. He, he, that was that particular instance was Coach Doyle being Coach Doyle and just cracking jokes. I mean, <laughs> that's you know, funny. He, that's funny though. That, that's a whole. That's a whole other topic. But you know, that was him handing it out to anybody. He did not. Care. <laughs> He didn't care who you were. He, he gave shit to anybody. Yes. Okay. All right. I, well, I am more, I am more, I'm a, I'm a good husband. I hope I'm a good husband, but I'm a better man today than uh, I'm a better man because of coach Doyle uh, more than any other coach that I experienced in my life. Hey, that's a lot of guys say that you're not the only one that's, yeah. you're probably about the 30th guy that's told us that every guy yeah. that's been under Doyle said the same thing, but um, we yeah. are, we're gonna give you a hug at the same time hey that's what he he does it because he cares this week in beverly bluffs brought to you by cb travis it's a majestic insane but beautiful land in in western iowa yeah we're we're gonna get adam to move over here eventually so you know we're 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 looking out for job opportunities for uh, hey you know travis i still wear my lewis central hat that i that my parents bought me in uh elementary school did you really? Well, that's yeah, cool. Do you want me to go get it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I want to see this bad boy. So. Council Bluffs has taken over this podcast. But you know what? If if they keep raising taxes in Douglas County where Omaha is, I'm going to have to leave. And they keep <laughs> raising the property values. Mar- Marty, did you uh, dispute your property increase? I ended up not doing it. I did. I disputed money. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard back yet, but I had to go down and actually uh, go down to the courthouse and meet with them and talk to them. Wow. And then I had to submit a bunch of pictures. But yeah, in Douglas County in Omaha, they raised the value of my house by like 80 grand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just mm-hmm. you got to make your house look like complete garbage from the outside well, here so they don't raise the property value. Well, well you kind of look like you were in complete garbage right now wearing that sock stuff. So. <laughs> I did it all for, I did it for you. <laughs> I did it for you. Oh, go socks, baby. Look at that. That's an old school LC hat. You betcha. So look at that. That's nice. Wow, that's pretty. I mean, look at that. Here you go. Says Titans on the back. Yeah, I know. This is no joke from like 1992. Yep, absolutely. So I think that's where we're going to have to focus our sponsors at is Council Bluffs because we talk about Council Bluffs so much, and I don't think anything that has any affiliation with Husker Nation is going to want to touch us with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) So so, so anyway, I want to go back to Caitlin for a minute. Anybody watch the Pro-Am last work with her her and Zach Johnson? I I did not. Did you guys watch? Marty, did you watch it? I did not. What? (laughs) And, I mean, and if it's not if it's not soccer, Kyle probably didn't watch it. So, uh, uh, you know, I, well, Iowa does have a soccer program. I don't know. I don't know much about it. So, uh, hey, hey, that's a, so. So, Kyle, when are we going to do your soccer day? Because we talked about this. You, know, you got to edu- you got to educate us. Oh, that, that, you know, yeah. that know nothing about soccer. Like goalie guards, the only thing I know. So about what? Wait, what? Goalie guard. That's what my kids played in kindergarten. So. Goalie guard. Goalie I think guard. they're just called goalies, Travis. Yeah, they, no, there was a goalie. They were the goalie guards. Basically, they're glorified goons. And anybody that got close to them, they just pulled them over. That's kind of what yeah. their job was. Really? Well, no, I'd, be ha- I'd be happy to. I mean, it's uh, it's. I, I will say this: 
whether or not you are a soccer fan or football fan, whatever you want to call it, I've actually, I haven't, so I have an English buddy who lives not too far from me. He's a, he's, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a, you know, he's a fan of a, of a rival team of, in the Premier mm-hmm. League. And when it's interesting, when I talk to him, I refer to it as football. Uh, yeah. When I talk to everybody else, it's soccer. And that's just really out of respect for, because this, I mean, it, it was invented in England. Yeah. You know, and, but, but the game of soccer, man, I put up with it my entire life, you know, being called a prairie fairy and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love know, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know what that might <laughs> Yeah, and it, you know, and that's fine because like my love for the game is so deep, and what I tell to those people is like, hey, you know what? Try to score on me. Try to you know put try to you know I'll be the goalie. Try to kick a penalty on me, you know, like uh, or try to stop one of mine, you know, like I can mm-hmm. kick the ball eighty five mile an hour. Yeah. Whoa! So when I tell people that, it's like, you know, they <clears throat> first of all. When I was working with Naval Special Warfare, I was a member of NS National Strength Conditioning Association. I got I had access to all these strength conditioning journals where scientists were doing experiments on, you know, this and this and this physiologically, uh, you know, physiological experiments. And uh, soccer players are one of the most uh, tested uh, athletes uh, because they possess such a wide across the spectrum of athleticism they possess the most traits of athleticism uh that and like mma fighters and you know swimmers swimmers are probably right there too i would guess well the problem with swimmers the problem with swimmers and this is a whole nother like podcast adam i'm sorry we're we're diving into the that's okay eating the chipping in the time here but swimmers the, the only thing they're lacking is the land stuff on their own two feet and that's where, like, yeah, you can, you know, scientists can 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 run tests on swimmers and stuff, but it's 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 their cardiovascular and anaerobic blah 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 strength within the water. Mm. But on land, it's a little bit different. I mean, when was the last time we saw a lot of outstanding statistics about Michael Phelps on land? Yeah, true. So, and, yeah. You know, so anyway, it's but neither here nor there. Separating the athlete of a soccer player from the actual sport itself describing the sport i mean all my friends from ankeny iowa are like totally anti-soccer they just don't get it but a lot of it comes from just being uneducated about it you know it's like you don't have to play it i've actually converted a lot of friends of mine uh into being soccer fans just Mm -hmm. because it's uh it's a beautiful game it really is Well, you know, you talk about soccer, and, we, and I know Ab's like, okay, I, I'm done with this. But yeah. Lewis Central, I mean, they've had some great boys and girls that have won. Central, the uh, yeah. were boys, boys and girls, both great. Uh, go over to Omaha, yeah. Creighton, Morrison Stadium's really good. Marty, uh, if you Marty, if you doze off, I don't blame you one day. <laughs> uh, around here, a lot of my friends, and I don't know, but but they like to go down to Sporting KC. I, I, you know, I hear that's a hell of a good time. It is. And then I've heard that uh, St. Louis has got a, a soccer team. So I mean, it, you know, it's not you're not selling out a seventy thousand speed as um, C Stadium, but you look at where the Chargers played. I mean, basically they played out in L.A. in a soccer stadium for two years. I mean, well, and my only thing to, to Adam and Marty and anybody who's listening or watching, my only thing is like 
you got to give it, give it more than like five games, study the tactics, like dedicate yourself to looking at the tactics, because if you learn the tactics and understand what's happening, you'll then become a fan. Because if well, you don't do that, you just see a bunch of people passing a ball around. You're like, well, why can't you just, just score? You know, and I love that when I hear that. Just I, put it in I, the goal. No, no, I, All right, well, Try yourself. I don't think it's be converted. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, that's all. You know, <laughs> Adam can't score because he wears sock stuff. So you know, it, it is. <laughs> Kyle's a, a sock fan. Too. I know. I know. He's. I know he's a sock fan, but you know, you're the one who wears it. So. <laughs> you know, I, I, Kyle, I appreciate your message, but after that that whole rant that you and Travis just had, I don't. I think there's maybe one or two people still listening. Everybody clicked <laughs> off and bailed and jumped ship. That's okay. Um, Hey man, you know what? It's uh, I've my whole life has been all about that, and it's okay. I'm fine being uh, one of. Uh, you realize that I'm one of like a probably two billion people that love soccer. Yeah, no, I know. I just, I guess, I have to watch it with somebody that knows something about it because I have a tough time with it. But I get it. Okay. We will. We need to do that episode like we talked about about the whole Big Ten standings and like someone getting knocked down to the MAC and then somebody, you know, that whole thing. What were you going to say, Travis? Yeah. So was okay. So okay. Now, what's the story? What's Big Ten meeting days? It's coming up here pretty quick, right? Yeah, it's July. Jeez, it's within the next couple of weeks. I was going to say we're going to start really talking about you know football again and fall sports and and thank, and, thank God. Yeah. You know, and then said we we can spend some time. We can have a special event where me and Kyle and some of his friends, you know, can talk soccer. And I know nothing about it, so I'll learn something. I about flipped my lid on social media this week. Hawkeye Wire posted some article about Fran McCaffrey has earned the right to walk away whenever he wants, and I was just like, "Wait, what? Like, are you freaking serious?" You, you said that go Bill Gantz is going to take over as the women's coach or, or as the men's coach, right? Because, I mean, she'd be more qualified than friends. So. Yeah, like, how has he earned yeah. that? That's what I want to know. Like, Jan Jones, excuse me. Oh, I, I kind of went off on a rant. I'm like, you've won one NCAA tournament game in, like, 13 years. You haven't earned a damn thing. Sorry. Like, learn how to teach your teams to play defense and win a couple NCAA tournament games. Like, make it to a sweet 16, Okay. Then we'll talk, but I we're again we're getting down a rabbit hole. That's a whole nother talk. Like I thank God that we have our women's team because you know that the men's team. Like I'm so sick of every year you get so caught up in the ups and downs of the season with them, and then they do the same thing at the end of every single year. They shit the bed in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and it's like okay, I just spent three months of my year following these guys, and then they don't even show up to play in the tournament. So. Mm Uh, I, I got one more thing I want to ask about. I heard I heard this today on the radio. I'm going to ask each one of you. So if you can go see your favorite team, whether it be soccer, football, or whatever, go see one go play or do something in one place that maybe not it's not normally scheduled, what would you do? Because the one I heard today that I thought was cooler than hell, that if Iowa and, like, Penn State and Stanford and, like, Arizona State – Went out and had a round robin duel like at Alcatraz. Oh, geez, <laughs> that's that's it's creative. Like, yeah, it's creative. They say you know, at Alcatraz, you don't know, be the prison, but you know, like 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 the duel in the dungeon or whatever the hell you want to call it. So, so all right, I so mine. 
Mine would be, you know, something similar to um, the field of dreams, but uh, do a football field out in the area in the middle of a cornfield and either have Iowa and Iowa state play in it and do a field of dreams football version, I think would be really cool or um, actually have Iowa play a quality non-conference opponent in football um, anywhere. I'd like to see Iowa play anybody in the power five other than Iowa state would be ideal. I would be super excited about that because I'm sick of watching them play Colorado, Nevada, Kent state, you know, crap teams like that. And then Iowa state's like, okay, whatever, you know, like play somebody with some substance, but that would be mine would be like maybe a field of dreams football edition with, between Iowa and Iowa state or Iowa, Nebraska. Um, they could come over here and see what, uh, actually good corn looks like <laughs> over to Iowa, I should say. All right, Kyle, Barty, which one of you two is going to go next? So. I, I I think, well, I mean, my dream is to like spend three weeks over in like London and, you know, just be a soccer hooligan for three weeks. <laughs> I can see that. Travel up to Manchester and, you know, get in a couple fights and, you know, <laughs> just be a soccer hooligan, man. Have a pint. I'll be there to drink and fight. I'll be right oh, there. Have, have like the Ticket, tickets to games are too expensive, so you know, I can't. I wouldn't be able to go to an actual game. That'd be that'd be awesome. But let's be honest; those guys would kick our ass. We'd have no yeah, chance. It's, 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 a, it's a different world over there, man. Um, but you know what? I just thought of now is like you know, our, take our 2004 season when right? mm-hmm. the Big Ten. Uh, you know pick a game out of that. I think a reunion game would be really cool where like it's the 2004 Iowa Hawkeyes versus the 2004 LSU, like Capital One Bowl, like, like, you know what I mean? Like the, that'd be cool. Something like that. Or like when we beat Wisconsin at home to, to clinch the big 10, you know, like bring back that team, you know, like that'd be so cool. Dude. I would love to kick a field goal. One more extra point in Kinnick, you know, even though it's artificial turf now, which is, (laughs) (laughs) but that that would be absolutely amazing. That's cool. What about you guys, Marty? Do you got one? I would, I would repeat, I would go back. I lived in uh, Australia for a couple of years and I would go back to the uh, 2000 Olympic stadium that was built for the 2000 Olympics and, I went to a 49ers and Broncos game. Oh, that's cool. 122,000 Aussies that didn't understand American football. (laughs) That's cool. They they loved loved it. It was, that was, that was pretty cool. A great memory. I'd I'd love to do that again. That's very cool. Mine would be, I got a couple of them. I would love to see Iowa play Notre Dame again. Because they used to play back in the 50, 40s, 50s, and 60s, yeah. early 60s. Or, you know, the, the SEC don't like to come north of the Mason-Dixon line. I know Georgia came up and played uh, Notre Dame, and I think Alabama came and played Wisconsin. But I'd love to get at LSU or at Alabama, or at, and even if we got our ass kicked, I wouldn't care. I would, I would love to see either – them at Kinnick or if they did something, you know, let's say they want to do an interest like, like in either Lambo or even Soldier Field in Chicago, something yeah. like that, where you get some of them. You know, if you're if, if the big two conference is going to be the SEC and Big Ten, 
Listen, we go down there in January when it's colder and shit up here. Come up here in September and October when it's a little yeah. bit cooler and see how, you know, see how football's played in the north. And that's what I would love to see. I, I Like I said, I'm with you. I hate the Colorado States and the little sisters of the poor. And It's yeah. boring. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, even if it's just like Ole Miss, like that would be cool. You know, like any, any of those, like even mid-level SE, like a Tennessee, like, you know, I know they had a good year last year, but like, you know, get, get, give me even Kentucky. Like, I know we played them two years in a row in a bowl game, but like, you know, something like that, just give us a little excitement guys. Like, come on. I know that's not Kirk's blueprint to success, but is, and you know, my whole thing was they say that they're, they're going to only play in the first three games, one power five school. And that's going to be Iowa state. I would be fine if we played, I did a home and home every like four to five years with Iowa state and didn't play them every single year. Like I could care less. And I don't know too many Hawkeye fans to really care either. It'd be Iowa state fans. that would be up in arms because that's their super bowl. And they care a ton about that. But like, I could care less if we played Iowa state every year. Like it does nothing for me. Like, it's like, you know, you go out in the backyard and you're, you know, 16 years old and you, you beat the crap out of your nine-year-old brother. Like you're expected to beat yeah. his ass. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, well, and I, Actually, I've gotten into these arguments with some of my buddies in Ankeny. Um, I, I, it's been a while since I looked it up, but how many years ahead of Iowa State are we? Like in the series? Oh, geez. It's, oh, it's, it's three like, to one. It's three yeah. to one. It's like yeah, 40, it's like 30 to 40. It's a lot. Exactly. Well, and you know, I, I have a hard time guys with like, every time I drive back into Iowa and I see like, let's just say Iowa state wins and I see a billboard that says it's cyclone country. And I'm like, yeah. hold on. Yeah. They would have, you know, I think one time I looked it up and it was like, they would have to win 20 more times in a row to like claim the title. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's how my brain works. It's like, look, you won this, you won this battle. We're winning the war. You know, like, come on, I get it. I mean, zero conference championships, zero top ten finishes, zero like, nine win seasons. Yeah, I like Iowa leads the series forty six twenty three. Yeah, exactly. So it like, okay, yeah, would have, in my mind, I think to myself, before you can call it a cyclone state, you'd have to win that many games plus one. We better blow them out this year. Like I'm talking win by four touchdowns, especially is ugly. Like the, Marty and I watched that game together last year. That set football back a hundred years. That was the <laughs> most ugly, worst played football game I've ever seen in my life. I, and, I, I can see Marty, Marty, Marty Potterbaum fucking scored before he fumbled. I don't give a shit. That ref was fucking boring. I can see it three rows out. Yeah, I mean, he got it wrong, but at the end of the day, like, that stunk, but we shouldn't have left it up to him to screw us over, and we did. And, you know, when you have the 120th ranked offense in the country, it was on display there. Iowa State was a terrible football team, and we still couldn't beat them. 130th, get it right. Well, it floated. <laughs> on, I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt on a good, on a good week. We were 115th. So, but your wife gives you the benefit of the doubt. Some days I just shake my head, wonder, you know, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky, you know. Jeez. All right, boys. Well, things at Northwestern are not going well. Hopefully, we wish them the best, and uh, we'll we'll have to follow this story. And we promise, Kyle, we're going to do this soccer edition here really soon. And guys that are listening to, we always forget to say, I know Mar- Marty. Don't worry, we can have a nap. I'm 
I'm calling in sick for that edition. Right. <laughs> Fair. So, hey, I went Northwestern just like Nebraska and Colorado. They could go all 11 and 1 and tie each other this year. I'd be just fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's totally fine. But, guys, take time to like and subscribe. Uh, you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube. Um, g- give, us a, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Hit the notification bell for every time that we, we upload a video. Um, all that stuff helps us get um, do more podcasts and keep them going in the offseason. We were able to grow this from last year because of you guys. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the content and commenting on it. We like to hear what you guys think. And um, let's keep her going, guys. Go Hawks. Yeah, by the way, Miller Light Delight was in the drunk take tonight. He'll be back next week, just in case if you were wondering. Oh, I was going to say, he had, an, he, he had an upset tummy from watching the home run derby night in baseball. He gets a little nervous, and he had a Pepto-Bismol moment. So <laughs> he, he couldn't make it. So, all right, guys, go Hawks. Go Hawks.